At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote what does every grocery store aisle now have in common Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. It's Championship Friday. We are on the eve of the college football championship games. In fact, we do have one tonight right here at Allegiant Stadium, and we're about to get to that. Amal, your reactions to the game in the Big Easy last night Dallas Cowboys with the win and the cover. Yeah, Taysom Hill. Uh, congratulations for stealing $96 million and bamboozling Sean Payton. My God, Saints had three opportunities in the fourth quarter to be able to backdoor cover this game. Nothing, absolutely nothing, including after the Lattimore interception, you're starting in plus ter- territory. And you and I were talking before we came on air. How about that terrible sack he took mm-hmm. on third down that knocked him out of field goal range? Yeah, they're at the 29-yard line, down two scores. You have to get a field goal out of that. I was surprised even it became fourth and fifteen. Yeah, but I thought you might have gone for it there instead of punting with seven minutes to go or I, whatever that was. I thought the same thing. Right? I thought you got to take a shot there. Maybe you get a PI defensive holding, yeah. what have you. Take a, take a chance there. Uh, I didn't think Dallas looked particularly strong either, though. I didn't think Dak looked very good at all. Oh, I, he was very inaccurate to me. Yeah, I, I overreacted for a couple of weeks after after about four or five weeks. Oh, Dak's performing great. He might be a top seven eight quarterback. He is exactly who I thought he was for a long time. And there's a reason why he was a third round pick out of Mississippi State. Now your boy Tony Pollard broke the big run for the touchdown, right? And uh, he he does have great breakaway speed. He does, I mean, right? Absolutely. The safety took such Williams. a – he just totally underestimated the speed, right? He thought he had the angle, and he didn't want him to be able to cut back around him. He did, couldn't get to him. Well, look, I mean, you know, it's nice that he chased him down. If it's flag football, he would have gotten him at the five. Is your opinion changed at all about Pollard against Zeke in those two backs? He had one run. I mean, if you look at it from a statistical standpoint, you take that. Look, I don't think Tony Pollard's an every down back. He's, uh, what does he weigh, about 205, 210? I, I don't know, but it, I, the question is, can he carry the ball 25 times I a don't game? know because I haven't seen him take hits like that. That's what I'm saying. I, I just yeah. think 
look, he's quick and it's great and he does a great job. Uh, but I do think Dallas is going to have to reevaluate Ezekiel in the offseason because you're paying him so much money. Is it worth eating that much cap space? Yeah, 210 is what he's listed at. Dallas goes to 8-4. and four. Obviously, this is a blow to the other teams in the NFC East. They play each other almost exclusively, this division now, um, the last five weeks of the year. Is the division over? Or do the, does the football team or the Eagles still have a chance? No, look, Washington's got two opportunities coming up against Dallas in the next three weeks. If they can get this win against the Raiders, and they'd be sitting at 6-6. Six and six. You get two games head-to-head against Dallas, you take your chance. And the way the Cowboys looked yesterday, Washington would have beat them if they were playing them last night. Yeah, the uh, Cowboys go to Landover next Sunday to take on the, uh, the football team. Okay, we mentioned the game tonight here at Allegiant Stadium. Revenge spot for the Oregon Ducks, who are absolutely humiliated on a Saturday night three weeks ago at Rice-Eccles in Salt Lake City. This game, the same number of mall as it was in Utah. Three, does that surprise you, and does it trigger a bet in any kind on Oregon here? Uh, uh, well, I'm going to get into it in the playbook, but I'll tell you right now, this number does surprise me simply because you were three at Rice-Eccles. Now, 13 days later, you're making Utah a three-point favorite in a neutral site. Uh, I just think it's a bit of a reaction. You brought up a great point yesterday with Frank Schraub. You said, you know, there were two late touchdowns by Utah in the end of the first half, including the Britton Covey punt return for a touchdown. They went full of Jeff Fiegel's there punting the Deshaun Jackson instead of punting it out of bounds. You know, see, this is where I – it's funny. I'm on with Maher and Lombardi every Thursday. And I think people think I'm haters on coaches. It's not that. This is where just common sense comes in. 98% of our viewership understands you punt the ball out of bounds there. Even if the punt is 20 yards, it doesn't make a difference. You want to beat me with a Hail Mary, go ahead and take a chance. We know how good Britton Covey is. He's been doing this for a number of years for the Utes. It just surprises me that so many of these coaches spend so much time on X's and O's, but then miss the little nuances on how to manage the game. Uh, from the perspective of Oregon struggled to move the ball in that game, um, they couldn't run the ball in the first half. And as you say, Anthony Brown, as he goes, so go the Ducks. He's got to be able to perform. Is there, a, is there a pause for you to the fact that Utah was so dominant? It, it was, but there's mm-hmm. two factors for me. One, Oregon's got to run the football better. They mm-hmm. struggled running the football. I think they had less than 70 yards rushing in that game. And then the other thing was Utah's execution on third down. They were 11 for 14. If you're Oregon and you can't get off the field on third down, you're in trouble. Kayvon Thibodeau's a potential first overall pick. He's got to play like that tonight. I think this team's going to be ready to go. I think people are underestimating them. I will say this, though. I think we should. I don't know if you've seen it yet around town or not, but I would expect to be quite a few Utes fans. Only about six hours from car from Salt Lake City. I think there should be some Utes fans here tonight and probably a pro-Utah crowd. I think you're right, but I don't think it's going to be the 80-20 that people are predicting here. 80% Utah, 20% Oregon. Oregon is a little bit more of a West Coast brand, right? right. Yeah, They've had success with Mariota. Yeah. Winship Kelly was there, right? So there's a lot of especially Hawaiians here in Las Vegas mm-hmm. follow Follow Oregon. But, yeah, as far as who traveling from the state, definitely more from Utah than will come from Eugene. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point about Oregon, if you look at it, they won the Pac-12 championship game last year against Utah. Uh, this is so it's a rematch scenario here. And then the other thing is, you know, this is a team that has played for two national titles in the last decade. I mean, they've had tremendous success. Uh, the loss against Auburn was a difficult one uh, because uh, Dyer it looked like he made the tackle on him. And, you know, so I, I still think people are discounting this team. They've had a tremendous season. I'm telling you, I, I think you, Oregon, excuse me, Oregon's a top 10 team. I think they find a way to win this football game tonight. All right, there's an earlier game today that goes off 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. That's the championship of Conference USA. Western Kentucky against University of Texas San Antonio. University of Texas San Antonio was, was unbeaten until last week. They dropped the game. I watched that entire Western Kentucky Marshall game because, uh, because Bill Cramsey, who's our director of player development here, his brother's the defensive coordinator at Marshall. 
that was the game. That was the game to get into this game. So we were watching it together. Western Kentucky had six points in the first half. I think they ended up with 52. They were very impressive on offense in the second half of that game. Well, they could really throw the ball, right? Yeah. They put up 47 points in the second yeah. half. I mean, that was unbelievable what they were able to do. This is going to be an interesting matchup. These two teams met earlier this year uh, in, at WKU, and you saw uh, UTSA come out with a win. They scored 98 points in that game. Mm-hmm. I think this game is going to be similar in terms of high scoring. This game down in San Antonio, I'm a little bit surprised by this line. I'm not betting a side here, but I would take UTSA in the home points here. Uh, Sincere McCormick has been terrific running the football for this team. They're dangerous. I think it's just, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't watched either of these teams play, watch this game tonight. It should be a lot of fun. Um, Paul Stone, uh, who's a guest of Follow the Money and on other shows on the network, very good college football handicapper, was on with Mitch and Paul yesterday morning. He said he really likes the over in this game, um, up to 73 or 74, as, and he pointed out, as you did, Almost 100 points in the first meeting. Yeah, the other thing is, you know, the one thing of why I like mid-major schools in terms of totals over, the defenses just can never keep pace with the athletes, it seems like, on the offensive side of the ball, usually speaking. You see so many high-scoring games. I know we'll get into it in a little bit, but tomorrow up in Detroit, you've got uh, Northern Illinois and Kent State. This was another high-scoring game the first time these two teams met. It just seems like these offenses are able to dictate the terms. Yep, two games that kick off at 9 Pacific tomorrow morning, noon on the East Coast. The first one is in Detroit, the noon kickoff time there. That is the MAC championship game, as it always is at Ford Field. Kent State against Northern Illinois. Kent lane three and a half. Northern Illinois has known for three weeks they were going to be in this game. Total 74 and a half a mile. Yeah, this is a game where I think it's going to be another high-scoring game. And now you're in a controlled environment in the Dome up in Detroit. Uh, both teams should be able to flourish offensively. A revenge spot for here for NIU. They were winning, I think, by 14, maybe 17 points in the first half against Kent, and they came storming back. They could not stop Kent State in that game in, their, in uh, the second half. We'll see what happens here. But a good opportunity for both squads. And then the other game that goes at noon will go a long way in towards the playoff picture. That's the Big 12 championship game. At Jerry World in Dallas, a rematch, Oklahoma State and Baylor. Or Oklahoma State in the first meeting shut out Baylor in the first half. It limited them to 14 points. This line opened for them all. It's been five and a half now for a couple days with a total of 46. Most people think if Okie State wins, they're into the playoff. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I like Oklahoma State here. I would leave this number up to seven. Look, you look at the first game. They won by 10. Forget the final score because it was really a three-point game. However, Oklahoma State had three interceptions in that game. They were dominant defensively against this Baylor team. I think this Oklahoma State defense has flown under the radar. Uh, I don't know. We'll get the odds here in a minute if Britain's got them, but I wonder, I'm curious as to what Oklahoma State's odds are to either make the playoff or to win the national championship. Mike, you get in this tournament of four teams, Michigan, Georgia, and potentially Cincinnati, Alabama, I think there's a great chance with the way Oklahoma State's defense is playing, they can face off against anybody. Later in the morning in Carson, California, San Diego State will play their last game at that stadium as they host the Mountain West Championship game. Surprise, Utah State in here. Um, some thought it would be Boise or at first, but Utah State, by virtue of the tiebreakers, makes it to the championship game. San Diego State trailed. We're getting dominated through the first quarter and a half against Boise at home last week. They made the quarterback change, really took control of that game. This is now up to six. The home team lane six with a total of 50. Tremendous year that Brady Hoke has had here. Only one loss on the resume. They, they've been outstanding, that, and that was a loss against Boise State. If they were to rematch, I think they would beat them. Mike, to me, this would be a much better matchup in college basketball between Utah State and San Diego State. I like San Diego State here. I think they're going to be in dominant fashion. I thought the come-from-behind win for that offense to get off the floor, which we don't expect out of the Aztecs, 
their defense will be just fine, and their running game will be effective against the Aggies here. This line is cheap at six. I love the Aztecs tomorrow. You know, we talk about San Diego State, only one loss. Remember, they beat Utah earlier in the year as well. Oh, that, that I've never double, seen. Double, triple overtime. It's one uh, of the, uh, yeah, I think it was a double overtime yeah. game. I have never seen a game uh, send a quarterback packing. It sent uh, Brewer packing from Utah because Cameron Rising came in in the second yeah. half of that game, and uh, he did a great job, and he's been terrific at leading this team to where they are. But give the Aztecs credit. They were terrific. Uh, and then uh, let's wrap up with the Sun Belt Championship game. App State against Louisiana. Billy Napier headed to Florida, but he's going to coach this game. App State, two-and-a-half-point favorite here, 52-and-a-half for your total. I believe the wrong team is favored here. Mm-hmm. I like Louisiana Lafayette. Now, normally speaking, I like revenge, but when you look at App State, even though Bryce, uh, the transfer from Clemson, has been good for this team, and they've got a good trio with the running back position for uh, Appalachian State, I just think Lewis and company are going to be more effective. Defensively, they're better. I like their balance a little bit more, even though Lewis at times can be a little bit inconsistent and erratic throwing the football. I like Louisiana Lafayette at home here, Mike. Remember, they took care of business by four scores in that first matchup at home. And really was that final score was indicative of how the game played out. It was dominant by the Cajuns. What, are your reason, what do you think the reason is that App State's favored in this game? I couldn't tell you. You know, they, they kind of have their power numbers, and sometimes they tend to be steadfast from the original numbers, what they have in the start of the season. Now, good. Appalachian State defensively has been tremendous the last three weeks, have given up only single points against their opponents. But I still think this is going to be a different animal here. Lewis's mobility is going to present some problems for Appalachian State. I'd like them to win this game at home, sending out Billy Napier in the right way. You think they get a lift from it being Billy Napier's last game and them and them trying to send him out a winner? It's not like it's a major school where you might be disappointed your coach left. This is understandable, right? A- excellent point. I think the players know that. I think they win this not only for him but for themselves. I think they win this one at home. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a look at the remaining college football championship games and one game from the NBA and college basketball tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, or Amal's personal favorite, Citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strings, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, Zen contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's odds on with Amal Shaw and Mike Palm. All right, let's get to the big game. The SEC championship game from Mercedes-Benz. Johnny Avello was on uh, on our network earlier in the week, uh, odds maker for DraftKings. He said there's no doubt in his mind this game gets to seven. It's going to get there. It's going to get there on game day, right? It hasn't gotten there yet. We haven't we haven't seen the seven. In fact, DraftKings dropped down to six for a while yesterday. Back up to six and a half. That's painted across the screen right now with the Bulldogs, number one, undefeated Georgia Bulldogs, favored over St. Nick and the Alabama Crimson Tide. This number, 50 and a half down to 49 and a half here, Amal. What does Alabama need to do to beat the Bulldogs? they got to be plus two in the turnover margin, and they've mm. got to be able to run the football. More importantly, they got to run the football because if they can't do that and they become one-dimensional against Georgia, I think it becomes very difficult. You're seeing some of the deficiencies in the Alabama offensive line. Uh, and the other thing is if you look at over the last half a dozen games, Alabama has struggled against pressure. We saw that's where Auburn had its most success was when they were bringing pressure. So it was a great move by Brian, uh, Brian Harson and Derek Mason then to drop back uh, into coverage in the final drive against Alabama. But that's the one area where you can get to them. The other thing I would pay attention in this game is if you can find a prop bet on Bryce Young rushing yards, um, it, it's, I'm curious what the number would be. But I think he's going to have a couple of opportunities if Georgia has to bring a blitz pressure to kind of sneak past it. Even though he generally doesn't like to run a lot, there will be some opportunities in this game. And I think Jamison Williams, even though Georgia's been terrific defensively, I still think he's got a monster day. He's going to be the fastest guy on the field when the offense is out there against the Georgia defense. He can flat out fly. Um, I, Mike, I'm telling you, I think this number should be higher. I think it's lower because it's Alabama, the name on the jersey. But I still think Georgia, their running game is going to be effective against the Alabama defense. And at the same time, I still think Alabama finds a way to move the football. We talked yesterday with Frank Schwab about this game. And you and Frank talked about how important this game is for the Georgia program and yeah. for Kirby Smart. Is this game more important for the Georgia program than the Michigan game was for Jim Harbaugh uh, against Ohio State? 
Outstanding question. I knew where you were going when you said that. Um, I would say no because I think when you look at Michigan, the way the reaction of the fans has been, I mean, my God, these guys should be going to a battered person's shelter. I mean, these guys are mentally beaten. They're, they're acting like they won the national championship. You won one game. And, you know, it was funny. I saw somebody uh, one place said, well, you know, the games were closer than people make it out to be. We lost four games by seven points or less. I said, is this where Michigan's program has fallen to now uh, counting losses by number of points? This, I read this is the first time they've ever been in a Big Ten championship game. Well, that's a fact. I mean, but I'm just saying, isn't that for the for a program like Michigan, that's shocking, isn't it? No, the problem is when nobody wants to discuss. Most, Michigan is the most overrated program in the history of sports. It's just the fact. I pick Michigan. I think Michigan's the best bet of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at it objectively, you tell me any other, any other sport where we would talk about a team that's won one title in 71 years, 73 years to be exact. Uh, a little over a month ago when Metcalf put this number out, he had three and a half and 50 and a half or 51 and you said the total was too low. I know you lean to the over, but is the better bet the game over 49.5 or the Alabama team total over 20.5? Great question. Um, I would say, no, I would go with the total over because Georgia could theoretically win this game 31-20, 34-17. Alabama's defense has shown some deficiencies. I think Georgia is being underestimated from the running game standpoint. White and Cook are unbelievable, and Bennett has made the throws when he's need to, needed to, and uh, Bowers, the young tight end out of Napa, California, has been tremendous for this team. But I want to see, can Georgia handle the pressure of the game if it's a tight game? Because Georgia has not been in a football game all year outside of that Clemson game, and we saw they couldn't move the football. The game is in Atlanta. Does that make it a home field for Georgia, or will there be an equal number of fans? i got to tell you, this has got to be the toughest ticket in, in Georgia. Obviously, the Braves went to the World Series and won this year. But taking that off the table, this has got to be the second toughest ticket in the state of Georgia for football, for college football, since, you know, going back to the Sugar Bowl when they played uh, Notre Dame for Georgia. Because that game against Alabama obviously was huge. But this is a culmination of 12 weeks. This is going back to the preseason, the domination they've had. I, I honestly don't know. If Georgia loses this game, I don't even They'll th- still be in the playoff. Are you yeah. telling me if they lose this game, they're not winning the national championship? I don't believe they will. Mm. I think mentally it is such a block that you don't beat this team with the type of defense you have, the way they played. I mean, you got to go back to 95 Nebraska to find a team that has been this dominant against every opponent. I mean, 95 Nebraska is still the greatest team, in my opinion. Uh, Miami, 2001, the most talented team. They won every game by 14 points. This Georgia team, outside of the Clemson game, has thoroughly destroyed everybody. I mean, Georgia should have been selling tickets for the first half only because fans didn't even want to stay for the second half of the game. The best stat I saw all college football season was Georgia had eight touchdowns at Vandy. Vandy had four first downs. I mean, think about that for a minute. That's how good this team has been. This is I, I can't remember the last time, and I know I mentioned that the Michigan game was more important because the way Ohio State's been dominant for so long. Georgia gets the recruits. They, they are right there with Bama in terms of the recruiting rankings. They do so well. But from a psyche standpoint, Mike, to balance this rivalry or this matchup out, Georgia's got to win this game. If they lose this game, I don't know how you're recovering. Because Bama, I'm going to tell you right now, next year, even if they lose Mechie and Williams, they're going to be loaded. Let's flip over now to Houston, Cincinnati. I have the ticket, obviously, as Cincinnati 14-1 to to make the playoff. Cincinnati hasn't lost at home in like four years. Ritter has never lost as the, as the Cincinnati quarterback at home. Houston's got a very good defensive team. Cincinnati's laying 10 and a half. Total of 53. Are you going to have a play on this game, Amal? Uh, I am not. Uh, I thought this was a tough game to call. I think the Bear, uh, the Bearcats win. I think Houston covers. 
I think everybody's overlooking the fact there's a couple of teams right now in college football that are playing tremendous football that nobody's talking about. Houston is one of them. They've won 11 in a row. We've got a bunch of teams playing this weekend that have had great seasons that have gone overlooked. This Cougars team blew a lead against Texas Tech in a game that they probably should have won, um, but they've done a really nice job. This defense has been outstanding. That's been one of the keys for this Houston team. Dana Holgerson and company got to go to Nippert Stadium. That's the one disadvantage. I think Cincinnati's got a huge edge being at home. I don't believe Cincinnati's as good as they were last year. I still think they're a terrific football team, but I don't feel they're overall as good as they were last year. Wake Forest uh, plays Pittsburgh for the ACC crown. Uh, this had probably been 500-1 to one before the season if you said this was the matchup yeah. for the ACC title game. Both teams terrific offensively. Pittsburgh maybe a little better defensively. This game, of course, in North Carolina. Pittsburgh, lane three here with a total of 71 in all. Yeah, I, I like the Panthers here. Uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Mike, I don't think we're going to get a lot of stops, but I think the Pitt defense is appreciably better than Wake Forest, and I think that'll be the difference in this matchup. I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to move the ball at will. Kenny Pickett and company. Now, they don't run it a lot, but I think they should be able to flourish through the air, and we're seeing the line go up from three to three and a half now. And I'll tell you one of the things I love about doing the show. We get into a lot of futures stuff. I'm not a big futures guy in terms of bet. Like, when I make a bet on a team, I bet Georgia to win the SEC. I firmly believe they were going to win the SEC. It wasn't like a hedge situation. I, I said, this is the best team in the SEC all year long. You, be, you didn't know that they would win the national title, but you thought they were better than Alabama. Well, I thought in terms of national title, I thought there were probably three to four teams. I thought, Ohio State, obviously. I th Ohio State, I thought Oregon was going to be really good. And I, th I thought Georgia was going to be one of the contenders. I, I thought those were probably the three teams that would get there and have a shot. I really thought the Buckeyes offense would be able to carry them. And I, I thought they were a great uh, shot to win the national title. But, um, you know, when you look at these teams, Pittsburgh, and you brought this up earlier in the year, I, I wish I could remember the they odds. Were, they were 19-1. to 1. That's what it was. Okay. They were 19-1 to 1, um, about halfway through the season in the ACC. But what I've realized. But, and, and why I kept pointing it out was because I didn't think Clemson was going to get there. Well, you know, look, I thought the Georgia defense was really good, and obviously yeah. it's turned out to be great. Yeah. But part of it was Clemson's got a really bad offensive line. I mean, the nine sacks was a combination of Georgia being great defensively and the ineptitude of Clemson's offensive line. And I was right about Clemson's defense. I thought they were a national talented defense. In that opening game, we saw the best two defenses in the country. 100%. You look at this. They bookended. They yeah. give up three points against Georgia, and they give up zero points against yeah. South Carolina. By the way, for the love of God, can people explain to me why they thought South Kakalaki was going to win that game or cover? I don't know. They couldn't even get a, they couldn't get a first down to save their life. But in terms of this, you talked about this all year long in the ACC. Take a look at Wake. You mentioned Wake. You talked about Pittsburgh. Both of these teams match yeah. up. And the odds, I think there's an overreaction. People have to start looking at the futures because there's overreaction. Then maybe they are. I'm not doing it, but I need to do it. There's an overreaction in terms of the odd move, odds movement. Um, well, let's talk Iowa-Michigan later when we give out the picks. Quickly here, Cal-USC. Cal favored by 4.5, 57.5 this game in Berkeley. Yeah, this, is, this should be called the Hawaii ber uh, version of a, bet out, a get out game late uh, on a Saturday night. Two 4-7 and seven teams have no interest in this one. I don't know how either team's going to play in this game. I mean, yeah, you're really fired up about it. I think the one thing is, Cal, it's SC. You're always going to get everybody's best shot in the Pac-12. Yeah. I actually thought they might not make this game up. No, it's too much money. Yeah, I know, up. I know. That's, it's, I mean, the, it's the TV. You got TV. the TV, and you'll get the gate there at Cal, too, for USC. No, I don't think so. For you don't think, David? Uh, uh, why, when Cal? you go sit on Strawberry Hill for free. Oh, that, well, that's true as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we're, we're going to get into the NFL schedule. We haven't talked about a couple games yet. And I want to talk Purdue, Iowa College basketball, as well as Suns. Warriors tonight. That's next on Odds On.
This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN holiday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get up all our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's a mall shop. Before we get into the NFL uh, docket this weekend, I want to talk Big Ten basketball tonight at West Lafayette. We both think Purdue's outstanding. Will, will they go far in the tournament? Well, we'll have to see with Matt Painter. But they host Iowa tonight. Iowa off the big win earlier in the week at John Paul Jones Coliseum, Virginia. This number, 12, 12 and a half in some spots, a total around 160, 159 and a half of them all. I like Purdue, but again, it's hard to lay this many points, especially in a Big Ten conference game. Well, also, you're talking about when you look at Purdue, they can really shoot the ball from the perimeter, right? Murray's been outstanding, averaging almost 24 points a game for them. Bohannon, 44, 45% from the three-point arc. Uh, but I think it's going to be a real challenge inside. Purdue's deep. And how about Travion Williams coming off the bench? Give him a lot of credit for being an upperclassman that's willing to come off the bench. So many players wouldn't necessarily be willing to do that. Um, I still think uh, Jay Nivey's probably their best player. But when you look at this team, uh, how do you see them in terms of overall? Because this is not a game I'm going to touch at this number at 12 and a half. The total's come down I, I, two points. I'd rather play him at Iowa and lay four or whatever the number's yeah. going to be than lay this many points at home. But I'm interested in this team. You know, I would, if I was doing a, a money line parlay, a mall with, let's say, I'm going to do a teaser instead, but let's say I put the Colts and, and the Vikings and Dolphins and a few teams. I'd, I'd throw this in Michigan. and You know what I mean? In Cincinnati. I'd throw this team in at minus $8 here because I don't think they're losing to Iowa tonight. Well, I tend to agree with you, but the reason why I personally wouldn't mm -hmm. do it, I have certain types of stipulations I want to put in there when I'm looking at a team on the money line. Yep. I don't want a team that can score as pro, be as prolific a scoring team as Iowa. Because this is a team we saw going to JPJ and just shoot lights out in the first half. They are capable. I'm not saying they're going to do it. In all likelihood of them doing it at Mackey is unlikely. But I, I try to stay away with, from teams that really have the ability to fill it up. I don't care if you're a great defensive team because it's harder to win basketball games just trying to uh, you know stymie a defense like Purdue. How, about, offense like how about this total, 159? My problem is I think Iowa could be clanging some shots in this one. Well, you could look up at one point in the game, and they might be 12 for 34 from the floor, and Purdue's up by 15, and then you don't get late free throws. It depends. I, this is one where I would wait. The second half number, you're probably going to see 81 uh, on this game, depending on what the score is, maybe 82, and wait and see. Okay, now let's go to the NBA. We saw uh, Golden State go on the road to Phoenix earlier in the week. A lot of people took Golden State in the points. Phoenix won that game. It was their 17th in a row. Uh, that game was on Tuesday night. Then they played last night at home. They beat the Pistons. They've won 18 in a row, but now they get to go north to Oracle to play Golden State. Golden State's a seven-point favorite here. Is this a tough spot for Phoenix? Three games, four nights, revenge for the Warriors. Is this a spot you jump in on? Uh, yeah, and, and then 18 in a row also. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I think the Warriors I think the Warriors can blow them out. Mm. I, I think this is going to be a real tough challenge here for the uh, Phoenix Suns. You know, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I would love to see this team win 19 and get to 33 in a row and push that, uh, it was the 71-72 Lakers. But to me, I, I think Golden State, and Steph did not shoot the ball well. Remember, he struggled in that previous game. I think this is a great bounce-back opportunity for the Warriors in this game. And they've got a couple of days off. You alluded to uh, that. And by the way, speaking of playing well, how about Jordan pulling the job he's done so far for this team? Uh, he has been absolutely unbelievable. He went 9 for 15 in that game. Steph goes 4 for 21. A horrific shooting night 
I think Steph is a monster game. You know, I know a lot of people bet props. I'd be looking at Steph over 27.5, 28.5, 29.5 in this game on uh, player props. I know it's early in the year, but is this a Western Conference final preview? Uh, looks that way potentially. Uh, but to me, when you, when you look at this team, uh, you know, I think it's a situation where Golden State's going to be the team to beat. I, I'm not as big of a believer in Phoenix as everybody else, but the way Bridges is defended, you know, Booker obviously out of the lineup as well. I, I think it's going to be a challenge, but they could be there. They got to have Book healthy in the postseason. LeBron out of the protocol early. He'll be playing tonight against the Clippers. Yeah, you know, Lakers need all hands on deck already. They're, t- they're taking on water on that ship. You know what the problem is? Anthony Davis, if you look at the stats, is the worst perimeter shooter in the NBA. And he comes out and says, I'm going to continue to shoot shots. Good for you. You'll be off, but your season will be over by the first week of May. Good for you. Who has the ability to tell him to stop that? Does Frank Vogel? No. The, does the, LeBron? The, the GM, the coach of that team does. Yeah. And that would be LeBron, LeBron James. James. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to the NFL. A few games we haven't talked about so far. Interesting matchup in Cincinnati. Really important game for both teams. The L.A. Chargers go to take on the Bengals. Bengals are a three-point home favorite off their thrashing of the Steelers. Total 50-and-a-half. Amal, can you bet these games involving the Chargers? I can't. I don't know what we're going to get any any given week. I don't either, but, you know, based on the way the Chargers play defensively on the surface, you'd have to take Cincinnati. But I, I don't get this. Um, the Chargers are still getting so much respect. I, I think the Bengals have to be the play here. I think their offense is playing well. There's a confidence. This is one of those teams that you don't rate highly coming into the season, but as they continue to progress and build confidence, they play better. And I think the Chargers are in the exact opposite direction. I think they've gone in uh, regression mode here. Uh, we'll see if the greatness of Brandon Staley can get this team off the mat, and I don't think it's going to happen in Cincinnati. Who's the best quarterback in this game? Is this a joke? No, it's not a joke. Joe Burrow. Come on. You, you listen, your guy Herbert had a great rookie year, but just this kid Joe Burrow is a longtime franchise quarterback. Is that really a joke that I asked that question? It's really that far of a difference, Amal? No, it's not. I just wanted to say that to you. (laughs) Another big game out. Another uh, another big game is here in the Legion. Got a nice game, nice game tonight. The Pac-12 championship game, and then we get the football team against the Raiders on Sunday. Uh, That line's similar. Down now, though, we're seeing some football team money down to one and a half in favor of the Raiders. Total of forty-nine. Listen, the down to one now even at DraftKings. The Raiders. They have the extra rest they played on. They played on Thanksgiving. Washington, short rest. They played Monday Night Football at home yeah, and, right. and Landover. So in terms of rest, you rarely get a situation other than a bye where one team has this much of an advantage. Football team um, signed a new kicker as well with Sly being out for three weeks. Football team uh, still within a long-distance phone call at Dallas in that division. Raiders right in the uh, thick of the wild-card race in the AFC. Are you surprised by the move towards the football team here? I, I am, absolutely. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think the Raiders uh, should remain the favorite in this game. Now it's already down to one, as you alluded to. I like them to win this football game. You brought up a couple of points that are, I think, critical. The short turnaround, late game on Monday night. You play, you got to fly out west. That's fine. That's not even the end of it for me. But the bigger thing is, I think the Raiders, with that momentum-building victory, have to feel really confident going up against this Washington team. I think this defense is average at best. I think they'll be able to move the ball against them. I like the Raiders on the short price at home. No respect here for the Raiders. I like the Raiders as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giants at Dolphins. Dolphins on a four-game winning streak. Talked to Frank yesterday. He said if the Dolphins could run the table here if you look at the schedule. I think it's still a very long shot. But, I, boy, I like him in this spot. Um, all this game was four yesterday. It's six now. Total of 40. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one here. Remember Daniel Jones' health in question in this matchup. I, I, I don't like laying six with Miami. 
I think it's too big of a number. I liked Lane Tour. Yeah. Now I'm going to tease him. Well, that's well, fair. I'm serious. I just. Well, I, I mean, look, I wouldn't want to lay four with the Dolphins. I'm just not huh? a fan of laying points with the Dolphins. Well, in essence, right? Five. If you're laying four, you got to win by five or six, right? So, are they, is the game really going to land five or six? I don't know. It could land six. Five. They they come into play because of the two point conversions. Um, I thought the Dolphins looked awful good last week. It, they 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 they, they, play they beat up Carolina. They no, beat up I, Cam I, Newton. I think Clemson would give them a game at this point in time. Clemson? No, I'm being facetious, but I mean, look, Carolina's just not that good. You know, they, they got a lot of money into a running back that's on IR every second half of the season every year in Christian oh, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, look, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Dolphins, but let's not overreact. Um, I think Miami wins the football game. I don't want to lay six. The Dolphins, I don't like to lay high numbers with bad teams. How about 40? Dolphins defense is good and maybe no Daniel Jones. You know, hopefully we get some afternoon sun showers in South Florida. And uh, by the way, I, I love how everybody in the stands, except the first six rows, doesn't get wet, but the players get soaked. <laughs> Colts, Texans. Colts looking to rebound off the home loss to the Buccaneers. Texans, I thought a very disappointing loss. Yeah. Not that they're going to make the playoffs, but yeah, 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 at home, you think with Tyrod, you're going to beat the Jets. They did not. They were dominated the last three quarters of that game. Colts here, lane nine and a half of all. I'm sure they're going to be in a lot of teasers, a lot of money line parlays. And some survivors this week, uh, or the one, the person that has them would use them this week. I think you have to. Um, and a total 44 and a half. Are you going to find a way to bet this game? I am not. Uh, this is just a quick move on based on this number. But I will say, you mentioned the survivor. If you've got the Colts, I think it's a great yeah. spot. I think they win this football game. I do too. Uh, Vikings at Lions. We've seen the Lions them all. It's every other week. Great game, poor game. Great game, poor game. Brutal beat. Campbell calls two timeouts in a row. They let the Bears kick a field goal to win the game. Now they get the Vikings who are coming in off a loss, but still in the playoff hunt. This number's been very solid at seven across the board. Another game I don't see the road team losing. Total 47 here, Amal. I, I tend to agree with you, and you when you look at it from a perspective of this uh, Minnesota team, I, I think I don't want to lay seven on the road, but Detroit, though, give them credit. In the month of November, they played three games. They had a tie and then two losses. I think by what? A combined uh, five points. They've been more competitive. Eagles, Jets. Eagles laying a touchdown on the road, 44 and a half. I'm surprised they're a full touchdown favorite. So am I, based on the performance we saw in the same stadium last week. I do think the Eagles bounce back. This should be probably a teaser play that a lot of people will have. Always on Sunday, we see Eagles money, right? We've seen it now six straight weeks. Does this game get above seven? Could with the way how bad the Jets defense can be. All right, when we come back, we both, both have a ton of plays for the weekend. We'll get into them all in and the Palm Reader Playbook. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Odds On, final segment of the week. Let's start with the plays. Uh, we both have eight, so we kept, we flipped the coin pre-show. Amal won, and he's going first. Yeah, Some common plays here, though. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start out here uh, with the game between uh, Louisiana Lafayette and App State tomorrow. Like Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajun. Normally, I don't like to go against Revenge Mike, but I like them in this spot. Plus 120. Going to forego the plus two and a half here. My intent wasn't to bet them and hope they lose by one or two. So let's go with the money line. I expect them to win the game. Alabama, Georgia. I've got over 50 and a half. But I put the over 49 and a half in here because this is a common number that you can still take, and it's a better number. So take the over uh, 49 and a half here. I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than people realize, Mike. I think both offenses are going to be able to move the football, uh, especially I think Georgia is going to be effective running the ball in this game. I think the dogs get between 31 to 35 points in this game. I like them, and I like this game over the total. Michigan, minus 11. I love this play against Iowa. I think this Michigan team is really focused. They realize they out-physicaled Ohio State. Now the key is can they run the ball as effectively against Iowa as they were able to against uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's the big question. But do you think the Iowa beat defenses, the run defense is appreciably better than Ohio State? Not statistically. Yeah. I mean, obviously, coming in the game, Ohio State was ranked number 11th nationally, but we'll have to see what happens. The problem in this game, though, is the Iowa offense is not going to be able to put pressure on the Michigan defense enough to force the Michigan offense into some difficult spots. Amal, this is my top play as well, and I look at it this way. Who's the team, who's the team that dominated Iowa this year? Wisconsin. Yep. And I look at the fact, what did Wisconsin do? They stopped the run and they ran the ball. I think Michigan does the same thing. I would agree with you completely. I think the Michigan defense is absolutely going to suffocate the Hawkeyes here today. Pitt-Wake Forest, this should be the most entertaining game of the weekend. I like this game. I like Pittsburgh minus three. Kenny Pickett, a tremendous quarterback. Both guys really outstanding between him and Hartman. This should be a lot of fun. 
in terms of the matchups. Then tonight at uh, Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas, I like the Oregon Ducks on the money line, just like you did yesterday, plus 125. I think they win this game outright. Western Kentucky versus UTSA, over 72.5. Also, this game is tonight. Mike, this game should be a high-scoring game. I think both teams could get into the low 40s. I comfortably believe both teams get to 35, and unless we end the game on a safety, should get over 72.5. And then Oklahoma State minus 5.5 against Baylor. I took this one earlier in the week, got a better number than this, but I would take this up to 7. I think Oklahoma State's going to dominate. They were thoroughly dominant in that first game. I think Baylor's going to struggle to move the ball against them. I think this is an uh, Oklahoma State 27 type, uh, 10 type of 27 13 type of win by Oki Light. And then San Diego State, Mike, this was my second favorite play of the weekend behind Michigan. I think the Aztecs absolutely thoroughly dominate Utah State. I don't think Utah State's going to be able to stop the running game here. I like uh, the Aztecs and their defense to thoroughly win this game by two scores. Uh, I, I would agree with you. I would co-sign on the San Diego State play as well. I think that Utah State, we've seen teams like Air Force that run the ball, and now it's a different type yeah. of running attack, but run the ball at will against Utah State in this division. Well, that's the problem. I, I think San Diego State, when you combine their defense, their special teams is unbelievable. I think they've got a great chance here. All right, uh, let's get into my plays. I'm with you. I keep playing this game in my mind, Michigan-Iowa, and I can't see a scenario where Iowa stays close. I think the game might be over by the first quarter. Because I don't think I was going to be able to move the football here. I, I You know, it, it, whatever the Iowa team total here is, I don't think they get to 17. I just think this Michigan defense is that good. If you have to rely on Spencer Petras to make plays, you're in big, big, big trouble. Don't you think Michigan really is probably a 12-0 and 0 team? I mean, there were some calls that went up. They were up 16. They got three bad calls in that game. Yeah. Three bad calls in that game, and we'd be talking about I mean, the fact that they went into Penn State and won that game, they've had tough spots this year. They they blew out Wisconsin and Madison. They, You bring up an excellent uh, point, the Penn State game. Think about how desperate James Franklin knew he was against them. They were running the first fake quarter. Field, first quarter running fake field goals. Off the timeout yeah. that Harbaugh called. They, exactly. They, they ran, they fake ran punt, a fake, fake punt, field. fake field goal. Yeah. Right. They were, they were acting like they were 21-point underdog <laughs> exactly. in that game, right? Yeah. So I, I just don't. I'm with Oregon. I explained this game yesterday. I, th- I think that they're – the two teams are closer, and all the intangibles go to Oregon in this spot after being embarrassed at Rice-Eccles on a Saturday night. I'm going to play the Houston-Cincinnati game under because I think this Houston defense is underrated. I and, would agree with you. And it might be a little bit of a slow start for Cincinnati. The game's 52. I found 27 on the first half, uh, and I took it. Six-point teaser in the NFL. I think that's the only way to play these games. Vikings minus one. Uh, and Dolphins at a pick now that it's up to six. It's a really good teaser bet. I, I think the Dolphins win the game. I don't like them covering six, but I think whether it's three, four, whatever, they win the game. And then Minnesota, I don't think they're going to lose to Detroit. I didn't give this out yesterday because you guys were both on the Saints, but I teased the Cowboys down, and I actually teased the Cowboys down with these two teams. It's actually a three-team you, teaser. That you could have given it out. It's okay. I mean, if well, you I don't know what down. I don't want to go oh, against Frank think... Schwab. It's nothing to do with you, but Frank, but Frank, also, <laughs> Gee, but Frank, Frank also liked the Saints last Just night. A... Just for that, I'm cheering for the Houston Cougars now. No, you're not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I actually want the Bearcats to win the national title. Somebody's got to get to 500 on their show. All right, Devils. (laughs) I'm two games under. I'm 20 games over at one point. Let's go a couple hockey games tonight. Devils, Jets, first period under, one and a half, plus 105. Now, the next play I think Britain will be on. I'm going to take the Oilers at the Kraken. Why does the Kraken get so much home ice advantage? This, this Britain, is, Britain and I talk about this every day. What the hell? Who are why the are odds they makers? 130 in this game? This should be like 165 on the road. Who, who are the odds makers here? I mean, Jerry Bruckheimer, is this why this team is so low on the on the total? I, I don't get it. They think that they're like the 12th man has something to do with these games, <laughs> these games with the Kraken. Two EPL games. We're on an EPL roll, uh, roll, three in a row and five out of six with unders. Newcastle, Burnley. Burnley just can't score. In this game, under two and a half, minus 110, and Leeds. Watch this Leeds team. 
That game was one nothing, and the only goal was on a penalty and added time against Brentford. Um, Leeds, I think, is going to get back into this race as well. I like him in this spot, but I, I favor the under two and a half minus one oh five of all. Yeah, I like the plays here. I like the Oilers pay, especially. I, I, I can't believe this line at one thirty. No respect for this Oilers team. I looked. I said, "What happened to McDavid? Did get hurt and skater?" I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Even if he's hurt, that's fine. You can't get Leon yeah. Drysaddle off the puck. Yeah, they're they're a very good team. I this now they failed in the playoffs. They cost me a lot of money last year, but this is a this is a very good team. If Koskinen holds up. This is probably your, your your Western Conference representative. Oh, slow down there, buddy. There's another oh, team Calgary now. Calgary Flames. Very, yeah, yeah, all right. Another team let's now. meet in Red Deer and we'll watch the games. Okay, <laughs> right in the middle. All right, well, let's cover some more NFL uh, that we haven't gotten to. Ravens-Steelers. You you had a great line yesterday. You said the home team is three. That, and at this game for the last decade, just <laughs> make, paint the home team three and not move it off of here. Ravens laying five on the road. Are the Steelers this bad is what they looked against the Bengals? They are, but I expect to see them be competitive against this Ravens team. They just find a way to be competitive in these games. By the way, if the Steelers cover, then you can always sit there and say you're sharp by taking them. But I think it's a bad play either way. I don't want to lay four and a half with the inconsistency of Lamar Jackson. And how the hell could you genuinely walk up to the window and sit there and say, well, it's the Steelers. Okay, you're getting the number at four and a half. At some point in time, you just accept the team that sucks. And that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers look like right now. Is this going to be Tomlin's first year where he goes under 500? Ooh, they're sitting at 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. So he could actually go 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one and still be 500, right? That Oklahoma job's still open, Mike. Okay, Jags, Rams. This game was 13, down to 12 and a half in some spots. Stafford's been brutal. Three straight games with a pick six. Is this a get-right spot for the Rams? Total 48. Yeah, I think the Rams blow out the Rams, excuse me, the Jaguars in this game. The other thing is, this is an important game from a psyche standpoint. Matthew Stafford, to me, his confidence is waning. Ever since that Tennessee game, he's got to get back on track. And if he doesn't, the Rams season is going to dissolve quickly. And remember, they don't have any draft picks until about 2035. Do they need to route this team to get their swag back? A little bit, but I don't think it brings it back completely. But you've got to make some plays that you start to show yourself that, hey, you can do it. All right, 49ers, Seahawks. 49ers laying three and a half on the road, but no Debo Samuel in this game. Total 46 and a half. The Seattle offense has been non-existent. Somebody ought to put an APB out for it. I don't know, Russ, is what he's cooking with. He don't like the stove. He don't like the ingredients. But they are just bad on the offensive side of the football. Tough spot, though. I don't like this number, three and a half. Yeah, Russ, Russ needs to fire his entire kitchen staff. I mean, this yeah. is bad. And when you look at this team, I don't like the number three and a half either. And I think Debo Samuel is a top 10 receiver in the NFL. I don't know if there are too many players that are better at making big plays mm-hmm. for their team when they need it more than Debo Samuel. He's unbelievable. Uh, when I look at this matchup, though, uh, I, I don't want to touch it, but I think the 49ers win the game. Broncos, Chiefs, big showdown in the AFC West. This game is at Arrowhead. Chiefs just shy of 10 here, 9.5 right now with a total of 47.5. You give the Fighting Fangios a chance in this spot, taking the points? Uh, I don't want to play it. I, I don't mm-hmm. like laying 9.5 with Kansas City, and I don't trust uh, Teddy Two Gloves enough. Right? They give you that game against Dallas, and then all of a sudden you see them against Philadelphia at home, and you're like, hey, do these guys even know how to play? They bounced back with a win against uh, the Chargers last week. I thought the defense played pretty well. Or was it just that uh, my boy Herbert didn't play very well last week? Well, I think the Chargers' defense is like a car wash. Everybody yeah. runs through it. Yeah. Uh, big, big game at Orchard Park on Monday night. You, you said no way. There's no shot. New England can win the AFC. This is Buffalo's division. Stop talking like a lunatic. Stop bringing this up. Patriots win here. They're a game and a half up with four to go. Yeah, I just want to ask you, how's your son Justin Herbert playing this year? Well, don't worry. No, 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 seriousness. He misses Anthony Lynn. (laughs) I'll tell you what, uh, I I still like Buffalo here. Home game. For the problems that they've had over the last couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. they win this game. 
all of a sudden everything's right. Everything's okay in Western New York. Finally, a big matchup on Monday night, though. A very meaningful game. There's actually next two weeks are good matchups on Monday night because next week you also have the Rams and the Cardinals. Revenge spot. That's about the only thing that makes that thing interesting. Yeah, by the way, Murray and uh, D-Hop expected to be back in the lineup. This See week. that total dropping, though. That thing's down from 46 down to 43, 42 and a half in some spots. Who do they have this weekend? Cardinals at Soldier Field against the Bears. That makes sense. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Good luck with your Cincinnati tickets. Let's make them playoffs. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a&e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.